Did you watch the opening credits of House of the Dragon and were confused, befuddled, and wondering why you're being shown the Blood God scene from Blade instead of the House of the Dragon opening sequence? Well, me too, and so were a lot of people. It's this strange, meandering animation trip following a river of blood through some kind of eldritch city with all these odd locking sigils. If you didn't know better, you'd think you'd stumble on some kind of new 3D mark test for your graphics card. Instead of Time Spy, it's the Blood City. Of course, there is meaning behind it, but it's very non-obvious, especially if you're watching on, I don't know, a lower quality version ahead of time. So it's difficult to make out much of the detail being put into the locking thingies. All right, I need a name for those. I will be calling them blood locks from here on out for lack of a better term. First thing to acknowledge is that it is basically the same style of intro sequence that we saw from the original Game of Thrones. Sure, during the run of Game of Thrones, we did not see a literal river of blood climbing its way through an abandoned city, although maybe we should have. However, it still had a recognizable art style and plot to the intro. We're overlooking some kind of a clockwork model with a swooping camera, kind of like a roller coaster, ducking in and around points of interest. It's trying to introduce a sense of connectivity between the different images being shown to you and establishing their relative importance, which is basically what we see from the House of the Dragon version. And I guess it's about time to say it's actually on those blood locks as well. In the original title sequence, on their clockwork pop-ups from the Mall of Westeros, we saw key locations and the characters or houses currently holding them. For instance, the Starks in Winterfell for most of the series until the Boltons sacked the castle and took it for their own, raising their banner. Or King's Landing, which changed from a Baratheon sigil to a line of Lannister, and so on. They're establishing for the audience what is important, what is changed in familiar locations as the show goes on. House of the Dragons intro is doing basically the same thing, except instead of focusing on the entire map of Westeros, they have zoomed far into one of the locations and investigated it in depth, probing the very caverns of it. In this case, House Targaryen, the eponymous House of the Dragon. After watching the first two episodes, it appears the city model the camera is flying through is most likely King Viserys' enormous stone model of the Valyrian capital city. He describes it here to Alicent, trying to seem modest and not quite the nerd he is for his enormous passion project. The Valyrian capital was built into a volcano, much like Dragonstone. And the Dragon Lords, the highest of the nobility, lived here at the volcanic face closest to the source of their magic and power. And this was the Anogrion, where the blood mages worked their craft. Can see here at the end that the main structure above the Targaryen logo is the main centerpiece of his model. But of course, it's not really his model because in various shots we can see the blood appears to be climbing up the walls. And the structures we're flying through seem to be going up the walls as well, with almost an M.C. Escher-like quality to them. It feels supernatural, surreal, dreamlike. Hey, that's an interesting idea. We'll get back to that a little bit later. Starting with the first sigil on the bloodlock, we can see that is in fact the crown of Aegon the Conqueror and a relief of what looks like seven dragons on the island of Dragonstone. There is a large volcano in the background. I would guess that is the Dragonmont where most of the dragons actually live on the island, burrowing into the volcano. Although it could be something like the Doom of Illyria, it's a little bit hard to tell them apart at this point. There's not an obvious city built into the face like Viserys informed us there would be. And the rest of the sequences, instead of showing individual houses or locations, but important people from the Targaryen family tree, and sticking with their house words, fire and blood, the tree is being depicted instead by a river of blood flowing between the generations. The blood of the Conqueror and Old Valyria. 
the blood of the dragon. After Aegon's, we can see more with sigils and iconography that are representative of each Targaryen in the bloodline. The most readily identifiable one is King Viserys' crown, seen here, as well as the Aaron Eagle of his late wife, Emma Aaron. Emma herself, of course, actually being a Targaryen through her mother's side. And also the last and largest sigil being the necklace that Daemon gave Rhaenyra in the very first episode. It's basically the same thing as if you tried to do this for House Stark at the beginning of Game of Thrones, with, I don't know, a raven with three eyes for Bran, an ice dragon or a spooky ghost for Jon, a dagger for Arya, maybe a trout for Catelyn, the wolf and the stag from the opening episode for Ned, and so on. That's what they're going for anyway. Conqueror's Crown on Twitter did a fantastic job trying to piece together who exactly is being depicted on each of the bloodlocks, and I honestly couldn't do a better job, so make sure you head over to their account in the thread, which I've linked in the description, and give them some updutes and follows. My problem though with the use of these images on the bloodlocks is that they're a little more difficult for dedicated fans and casual ones to figure out what they're even supposed to be. And also it's not until about halfway through it when you spot Viserys' crown that it becomes obvious that these are meant to be characters, not houses or locations like the previous intro did. Even then, the images on the bloodlocks are at these kind of weird angles, or the camera is turning or on screen for way too short of a time or just kind of instantly covered in blood so you can't make out what they're actually supposed to be or they're just kind of hard to decipher and map to particular characters. Conqueror's Crown did a great job trying to assign them mostly chronologically based on how they appeared going from Aegon then to his sister wives Visenya and Rhaenys and then on from there down to Viserys and Rhaenyra. However in the second set of images one is basically unidentifiable and the other one is some kind of dagger or maybe a sword it would take very dedicated fans to look at those and fuck them instantly saying oh of, of course that's Visenya," and so on throughout the rest of the intro it's a confusing in a way that it didn't have to be for instance have it run in reverse. Start with the recognizable necklace Rhaenyra was given and the Targaryen sigil, and then trace the family back from her to Aegon in the image of the dragons, maybe finishing with the Valyrian city. That would make it click right away, along with Viserys' crown that you're seeing a history of the House of the Dragon going back from where we're starting to the Conqueror and maybe beyond. Then, as a viewer, you can start to piece it together, and would work thematically if House of the Dragon continues through these other time frames like the Conquest, or the Sons of the Dragon, or the Rise of Jaehaerys and Alysanne as stories yet to come. The images and their icons later being used in those shows to identify them. It sort of doesn't matter that much. After the first viewing, everyone will know it's House of the Dragon whether they clock the images on the bloodlocks or not, especially since they decided to include the same original theme song from Game of Thrones to increase the continuity. I don't know, I think that maybe they may have had another new song set up to go over this bloody bonanza, and after testing it, way too many viewers were confused about what they were watching, so they called a last minute audible and brought back the original song, so it would be less confusing. A bit tinfoily, but I think it makes sense for why the imagery changed pretty drastically, but the song didn't. This might be shocking to you guys, but HBO might not have a great deal of faith in the average viewer. So I talked earlier briefly about dreams and the weird geometry of what we're seeing. Rather than being a flat surface like we see in the royal quarters, this appears to be almost like a box or built into some kind of cave. The carving and bloodlocks are going up the walls. And we also dive into tunnels and waterfalls that we can't see in Viserys' model. We also see the blood moving up impossible angles, and then also moving like it has purpose or its thinking, or as I said, the famous M.C. Escher artwork of relativity, with the laws of gravity constantly changing 
figure being absent. And then in some of these spots, the river of blood appears to split for no real reason into wildly different directions or changing course abruptly like it's following directions. It's a trailer showing off a lot of high concept fantasy imagery, making it feel like it's taking place in a dream where the laws of nature maybe don't apply. And perhaps that's what it actually is. As I have spoken about at length on my previous videos for the Hot D playlist here if you want to check it out, Dreams and Dragons are going to be an ongoing theme of this show. They drop the reveal of Aegon the Conqueror's dream of ice and fire in the very first episode, and then demonstrated how a dream of Viserys being misinterpreted directly led to the deaths of Queen Emma and Prince Balon. So, maybe that is what we're actually seeing. Viserys claimed to Alicent that he made the model of Valyria from scrolls and ancient histories of Valyria. However, most of those would have been lost in the doom, and those that survived would be unlikely to have the level of precise detail Viserys is building into his model. So, it's possible this is another dream of Viserys's, seeing old Valyria and his family intertwined, running red with the blood of the dragon, perceiving himself, his ancestors, and his heir Rhaenyra as a complicated web of connections and history made literally of fire and blood. Or maybe it's possibly Rhaenyra's dream herself, as the opening to the first episode has Rhaenyra doing a voiceover, suggesting that this might all be from her perspective. And there's actually some backup for this in other characters from the Targaryen family. King Aerys II, the Mad King, had a number of very strange dreams, including the idea that he would build a second wall to the north of the current one, and also dig a trench that would somehow lead to Dorne transforming from a desert back into grassland. Not really sure how that one would work. But one of his stranger dreams is that he dreamed of a gleaming white city, a perfect beautiful one, on the other side of the bank of the Blackwater Rush, directly across from King's Land. It's entirely possible that the Mad King's dream of a city could be the one Viserys is building, and maybe the very same one being seen here in the intro. Certainly Targaryen dreamers are known to see the same thing over and over, like the dreams persist through the generations. And let's not forget as well about the classic line of Valyrian sorcery, how it is all made of fire and blood at its core. At the end of the intro, the blood of the entire family dumps into what looks like an endless well marked with House Targaryen that his blood is poured into seems to erupt with flame and light. Almost like there's a cost being paid, the fire of the Targaryens fueled by the bloody sacrifice of their family, king's blood and all that. Of course, the other explanation is that it is just meant to look cool, and the 3D graphics team came up with this awesome blood roller coaster, and it got approved all the way to production. Never underestimate the value of being cool as the reason for something in entertainment and artwork. Happens a lot more than you think. Hopefully we'll find out soon which way this is going, as I am sure HBO and and the Hot D production team are getting a lot of questions about what exactly we're supposed to make of this city of blood. Do you want to have your very own dragon dreams? Do you want to know what's coming in House of the Dragon? Well, you don't have to be Aerys I trying to find prophecy in his scrolls. You can pick yourself up a copy of Fire and Blood by George R. R. Martin, the book House of the Dragon is based on in an affiliate link in the description of this video. Or maybe you're the kind of person that would rather hear the roar of the dragons yourself, like Viserys I. Well, there's a link for that too. can pick up a free Audible trial as well at audibletrial.com slash joemagician.
I'd like to say thank you as well to all my lovely patrons. If you too would like to have access to exclusive content, sneak previews, our wonderful Slack community, or just want to support me in this kind of insanity, sign up at patreon.com slash Magician. And thank you specifically to Seneschal Ramona Zamfir, Grandmaster Chris B, Sue the Fury, Grand Mistress of Whispers, Archmaster Mullen, Brendan Beefish, Right Farter of the Fandom Truth, Aaron M, the Executive Assistant to the Slack, Jared W, KCD, Lady May, Leathery Wings, Maester Mary, and Nauticast. But Vagos still lives somewhere. <laughs>